everybody to a very special episode of the Hustle Sanctuary. We have uh, none other than Big Billy Clark on the show today. What's up? Thank you for joining us. Course, buddy. Episode number 14. Nice. You just made it out of that lucky 13 <laughs> number, man. So. <laughs> we're, we're not about to jinx oh, your yeah, shit, yeah, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah. No, no jinxing. I don't need any more bad luck. <laughs> Jeez. Dope, man. So you've been uh, you've been a very busy boy. You've been traveling quite a bit recently, right? Yeah, I just got back in town uh, a couple days ago. It was a uh, international uh, run: Turkey, Amsterdam, um, Zurich, and Germany, which is pretty cool. Amazing. Yeah. Yo, you were there for that that whole coup thing happened in Turkey. That was big news. Was it? Was the energy and the vibe weird there? It was. I I yeah. It was a little off. It just, I don't know. Everybody was was not themselves. Hmm. It in, in what way? Like, we got, so we got to Turkey the first day, and it, it, everybody in the airport just seemed really... Uh, somber? Not even somber, just like mean and rude. Like, they were like just really impatient and really like... Maybe I, it's it, because it, they just got blown up know, maybe a couple yeah, weeks ago. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, it, <laughs> I probably was going to take a second to like, wear off. I was like, this is yeah. strange. And then... And then also uh, on the on the trip back, yeah, um, we had another like day in Turkey, and it was the same thing. And I was like, "Wow, hmm. they're not like, known to be like that." Most Turkish people are super warm. Uh, yeah, once I'm at my buddy yeah. Oak is, Tur- is exactly. from Turkey, and, exactly. And Oak is like big teddy bear. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> we'll let them slide, man. They've been going through some shit. the French got no excuse. Shout yeah. out to the French. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything, everything else was great though. Zurich was amazing and Amsterdam was awesome. Tight, um, tight. So. And and I know you were out there with uh, Christina Milian, right? Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah, yeah. And how long have you guys been working together? God, me and Christina have been together for uh, 15 years. Oh, years. damn. That's a minute. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what, yeah. I mean, All I, right. she, yeah. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, yeah. that's probably a good moment to like flip it back to, you know, um, you've been in, in the music game. Damn. Damn near, what, two decades, maybe? Yeah, yeah it's been uh, that's pretty amazing. 20 years, yeah. Damn. I just hit the decade mark, and I'm, I'm like, whack. I'm like, like my mind is blown. You must be like, wow, right? It's just, it's crazy because you don't realize how fast it goes by. Yeah. You know? It's pretty, it's, it's pretty, uh. That's true, but you know, when you, when you look back, man, you, you gotta be proud of like, you know, the, uh, you know, riding out and, and the ups and downs and, and sort of making it through different transitions, right? The show's about transitions. Yeah, you yeah know, of so. course. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I, I was fortunate enough to be in the music industry when it was, when it was at its heyday, you know, back when, you know, artists were selling a million, you know, million albums in the one week and you had the NSYNCs and the Britneys and those guys. Yeah, the glory days yeah. when they used to expense the yeah, cocaine yeah. on the, I mean, no, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. that really happened though. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let's, let's, let's kick it back even further. So where are you from, man? LA, born and raised. You're born and raised in LA. All yeah. right. So, so from a kid, were you like, yo, like I want to be in the music industry from a kid? No, I, I've always, I've always been a, you know, I mean, you know me, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a very like, outgoing jokey you know funny person I'm you know that's just always that's my personality you. Yeah. but um, I always thought I was going to be like an actor or, mm. or a dancer I was always I was always the kid that was dancing everywhere I've always mm. had music in my head my parents you know love music but and growing up out here dude you, you think that's possible versus you know if you're a kid from like you know the middle of the country somewhere it, it seems like probably more of a pipe dream, right? Yeah, but but yeah. you saw it happen with your friends, probably, right? I went to high school with Lorenz Tate. You know, was, uh, was acting. Menace to Society, yeah, yeah, yeah right, 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 yeah. That was yeah, and, and, and so I think that was kind of my like, oh, this is this is something that could actually happen. This is possible. Yeah. Like my my friends are actor, like yeah, that's you know, 
something that could happen. It's 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 kind of like um, a light bulb goes off. Like oh, it's 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 really happening. It can happen. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah you yeah, saw yeah, it happen. Yeah, 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 so yeah. you're like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think, you know, from there it became, you know, I wanted to be an actor and, and I was, like I said, I was always a dancer. Yeah. Um, and I always got hired. Did you get a, man, I got to stop, stop the tape here. Did you ever try out for Entourage? Cause I could just see you in one of the episodes of any chase no, chilling. No, no, no. <laughs> no. All right. That would have been dope. No. I mean, I, my acting, my acting career was literally <laughs> a year. I was it was out of high school, I think eighteen and nineteen. It was it was a year, and I and I actually did some stuff. I was on a no way. So yeah, All right. drop it. What did no, you do? I, Tell I, us, I, man. I, I can't because I don't want anyone, I don't want anyone <laughs> to look that up. Instagramming me, be like, I found you on it. I'm not even. <laughs> but but there was a, there was a few shows that I I was a, you know regular on, which is which is great. That's as, great. As man. a new as a new you know yeah, and that and that struggling actor, but. But that shit, even the shows that most people don't even know about, really, it pays well, doesn't it? Yeah, like oh, the, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's sure. what I'm saying. Yeah, my, yeah, my parents. Yeah, yeah it's it was, shocking. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah, that's tight. Okay, so, so this is interesting. So, so, talk to us about the transition from from, from acting yeah. to music. Yeah, like what was going through your head and, and stuff uh, like that. It was actually, you know, it's 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 funny because I didn't expected to happen I didn't it wasn't something that I music wasn't something that I knew about as far as as far as like the business side of it I didn't realize how the record labels worked were you kind of burnt out on acting at this point like you know all day on the set and stuff like that were you no, ready for this no, job I was still you, hungry I was still wow like, okay that's I interesting still, I was still hungry I still wanted to be an actor I wasn't even sure about the music thing and I was basically offered an, an internship got it so you um, said in your mind you're like I'm gonna do both right yeah, but the funny thing about it was the internship was only like one day a week because mm -hmm. I really wanted to make my castings. I wow, was, I, was right. like, I got to, I got to make this acting thing happen, and so I was really focused on that. And the internship thing was like, oh, intern a day a week, okay, cool. And so that was that was what I was doing, and I and I it was interesting to learn all the facets of of the label. Yeah. Um, Did you take to it right away? Were you kind of enamored like right away? Like this shit's dope. Yeah, but it was but it was. Um, it definitely was dope, but it, you know, I was so focused on acting. Mm. So, you know, I'd be at Def Jam one day a week, and, and I was yeah. doing all the grunt work, and you know, phones and faxing, and getting food for you know the artists and that kind of. That thing. hasn't changed, by the way. No, I yeah. think that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting screamed at and yelled yeah. at and stuff thrown at me all the time. Yeah, um, you better like it. Coffee, no, if yeah. You're but I, but I yeah. loved, I loved being in it, and I loved um, being a part of the team. Once I got in there, I, I got a chance to kind of work with everybody you know in the company and really figure out what everybody did and how it all worked and so right. you know I did street promotions and, and radio promotions and, and you saw a lot of different facets yeah. you're saying now. and, and, I, and I, I loved um, the A&R side of it okay and, right okay that's what I was looking for so there was this right so so there was this day that came where you're like oh yeah man that's that's it for yeah, me yeah plus Tino yeah. Uh, at the time Tina Davis was the, the head of A&R who used to manage Chris Brown right yeah yeah, yeah. she, yeah, she yeah. was the A&R in, yeah. in LA and she was a uh, Awesome! I just I I fucking loved her, and she was a hustler. And nice. Was she a mentor to you? Yes. For okay. Sure. Cool. And, she, and she's kind of the reason why I wanted to get into A and R. I mean, she, I, yeah. I, she was just running. Shit. Talking about like I think I think mentorship is so important for like entrepreneurs and artists. I mean, just put it out there. You yeah. You, you know, have, you have to you have to have thing. people that yeah. you could you know bounce stuff off of and and and, and have uh, guide you. It's funny because now I do a lot of mentoring. Giving back, yeah. Because I felt like I never really had that. 
But you just said Tina was that for you. But after Tina, it was... It didn't really exist. No, because Tina, you know, got promoted and went to New York. And and I kind of felt like, fuck, I'm on my own now. Wow. And and I, you know, I always felt like I had to fight and and (laughs) steal and kill just to like, Hmm. for everything that I got. Wow. When I had other friends that were, you know, getting taken under wings. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, man. All right, so wait a minute, but I, I, we're not we're not out of the woods with the acting game yet, right? Because you still love that, and and did you let that slide then when yeah. you when you found A and R? You're like, all right, I'm gonna let that go. Yeah, it was right. it was over at that point. Okay, <laughs> it was it was <laughs> over it was over at that point. And then on top of that too, um, I have a really funny story about about the acting thing that is tell us it's it's a this is this is like the final straw in my acting career so i got a call you know go to this audition you were um, still an intern at def jam by the yes, way right yes okay. yes and um you know go to this audition they didn't really tell me what it was for i went in the time i'm 19 mm-hmm. you know i have braces i have like the old school like metal braces i had long hair so my hair is like long curly looking crazy yeah and i just got this tattoo and I, whatever so I go to this audition and I walk in this room and there's a table of people and they're just like, okay, uh, you know, you ready? Select like your name, blah, 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 blah. And they're, and they're like, uh, are you, you know, you ready? Did you know what you were auditioning for? They told me it was for Amistad. Oh, yeah. shit. So, okay. so, so I'm like, okay, 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 okay. I got this. Okay. I got this. And I'm like, wait, I have a question. I'm a little too light skinned to be, <laughs> to be, to play a slave. Right. And she, the girl got so angry at me when she was like. Um, you're fine. Just you're fine. Are you ready? And I was like, Yeah, I'm ready. Wow. And then she was like, Okay. And I was like, Wait, wait, wait. I have another question. And she's like, What? And I was like, I, I have tat- I have tattoos. So you like basically were pumping the brakes though the whole run. It sounds like right. I was, I'm light skin. I got tattoos. Like, I you weren't like, into this no. shit. Well, yeah. I mean, I was just trying to figure out like, am I, am I really right for this? Like, am I, is this like a, you know? So I was like, so this was is like, a big opportunity though, right? Did you know who was directing? That's a big no, director. No, 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 all right, you didn't know any of that. So all right, she's all right, okay. just like, well, and it was to play like a slave, it's like some slave. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm like, I have tattoos. She's like, don't worry about that. You know, she got really angry at me again. I was like, don't worry about it. Makeup, we'll take care of that. I was like, okay, okay. So are you ready? I'm like, yeah. This um, is some really funny mental imagery right here. No, like you wait, in a room. Wait, it gets wait, even wait, funnier. Oh right, right. So then she's like, are you ready? I'm like, yeah. Well, I have another question. She's like, what? I'm like, I have braces, like metal braces. And she's like, don't worry about that. All right? And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then <laughs> oh, she's like, shit. all right, are you ready? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, take off your shirt and act like you're being whipped. Wow. And I literally was like, seriously? <laughs> And so I did, I did, and I'm literally on the fall on the ground, and I'm like, no, no, master, no, all this, I was screaming like bloody murder in the room, and I'm like, and I realized that the line of guys before me, there was no sound, like no one made a peep when they were in there auditioning, and I, and so I come out of the room, and the whole world of people that after me are just like mortified, like what the fuck happened to you in there? Oh, you were the first one. No, but did, but no, but there was. 
Nobody, it, it, it was never brought here before, right? Like you didn't hear anybody screaming no, in the room before no, you, right? No, exactly. No. All right, all right. And so after that moment, I literally was like, I'm done. I just hated that. I hated the, that feeling of like. Did you get a call back? Hell no! <laughs> <laughs> Hell no! That was that was the end. I was like, this I, this is not for me. I can't. Wow! I can't do it. I can't. But you already had your next vine. Like this was when the A and R bug had already bit you, anyways. Or yes. did the A and R bug yeah. bite you shortly after? No, it was around, it was right same time. Before, yeah, same time. Super interesting. Yeah. All right, so cool, man. So, so you got I, your transition. Let's yeah. roll. So now <laughs> you know. Now I'm in at the, at the label full time. Yeah, know, all day, all night, and it's it was great. You know, I mean, I was running around and, and you were uh, obviously like, you know, taken with the roster. All those artists really inspired you at the oh, time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that helps, doesn't it? You know, yeah. And plus, everybody yeah. was so cool. Montel would pop yeah. in the office and LL would pop in the office and everybody was, you know, cool. And it, it, it was a very because, you know, our main office is in New York. So yep. the, the LA office was very satellite small. office. Yeah, it was 10 people. Wow. So it was a very tight, you know. Was, was Russell coming through? Because that's a man with a lot of wisdom, yeah, right? No, well, yeah, occasionally. Did, he, did was, you, he wasn't there a lot, but yeah. He, did he, you he did was, you pick up things uh, just being around Russell? I mean... Yeah, I mean, Russell, and, and Russell's such a great guy. I mean, shortly after that is when he, you know, sold his share of the company. And, yeah, and, and, yeah, you know, and it became yeah. Island Def Jam. So right. it was probably, you know... But you caught the tail end three, of it. Yeah, Russell. probably three years or so. Before. As a young A and R, you know, I feel like the main desire is to go sign that next big act, right? Yeah. We're, so were you out there at shows all the time, oh, trying yeah, to all find the, time, the next, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. There was no and social media at the time, which was interesting. There wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So, so a lot of it was relationships and a lot of you know word of mouth and and uh, you know producers referring referring you know d- different producers and artists and that kind of thing. So we'd always do our due diligence that way. But yeah, there's a lot of shows, a lot of uh, a lot of running around. And whenever we had artists in town, you know, dealing with that stuff. Um, <laughs> do you got any? Cra- I mean, what, what's like the craziest? Is there any story that you had to like? Let's say you had to like save the day or something. Did something go wrong with a project where you you sort of swooped in and like handled it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to remember. There was, I mean, it was it was literally always like that. Because, you know... You were putting culture, out fires and... Oh, and culture, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially hip-hop, dude. You know, right. The culture yeah. of Def Jam was, was uh, different from, you know, labels, especially labels now. Mm. Like, it's a different... It's a whole different culture. I mean, back then, it was a lot of yelling and screaming, and but it was it was organized It was chaos. the Dame Dash approach. Well, I mean... <laughs> kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, was, it, was, it was chaotic, but it was organized, and, and, and everything got done, yeah. you know? And there was a lot of screaming and a lot of yelling, but it was, you know... Things got done that way. It was it was the yeah. craziest thing, and I, wow. and I and I love it. I loved it, and I miss that because I don't. I don't. I feel like labels now are like they're too easy they're, going. They're they're, they're, they're so they're not they're not hungry. They're nothing even that. It's just, well, just the vibe. You go on a, you go on a record label now, and, and they're so quiet. When does your next sort of transition or iteration come from from there? Um. So I left Def Jam. Well, I mean, I, you know, I was there in LA office for eight years. Okay, eight year um, run, and mm-hmm. then they moved me to New York. Oh, okay. The last year. Right. And what was your what was your take on New York? Were you a fan or not really? I I love New York. It was just rough. It was a rough transition for me to move there. Yeah. Being from from California, going to New York, you know, the cold weather, my body doesn't do well in the cold weather. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Side infections and, 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 and plus in LA, you got you got to me, LA is like a laid back hustle, right? Not to say people aren't working, but like New York is like a hustle hustle. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I heard a, a buddy of mine was like, yo, in LA, like you close a deal and you go surf. Right. In New York, it's like you close a deal and you're on the way to the next deal. Like it doesn't yeah. really slow down. Yeah, no, so it, yeah. And I and I love that aspect of it, but like 
you know, it was just it was just the uh, the weather thing I couldn't do because the first yeah. the first you know six months that I was there there was a blizzard and there was you know it was snow and, oh, and I was like man. constantly sick and I was like miserable. Yeah, I'm on the train, just like why am I always sick? <laughs> my body just doesn't. My body doesn't do okay. well in cold weather. So all right, always, so you I started to think about I got to get back to LA, right? Yeah, but I, I, at that point I was like I I couldn't. So it, it was ooh, and we're locked in with everything. Well, there. The okay. whole, you know the thing with Def Jam was that you know the LA office was a place where you you know you kind of do your thing and make some noise, and then you kind of at some point get. You know, um, handpicked to come to the to the to the main office and and do your thing there. So DJ yeah. Graham did that. Tina Davis did that. All these people that you know were executives at the label were all they all kind of were in LA. Armani Duncan and they went to New York and became these bigger executives. So wow. when it was when it was my turn, I was like, I can't leave now. Like they just fucking brought me here. But it was like, yeah, it was. So it you was, felt stuck for a little real, bit, right? I, I just I, I felt trapped. I was, I was not even trapped. I just yeah. I was I was stressed out. Okay, and I was just trying to figure out how to make it work and how to keep my sanity, basically. <laughs> you know? Okay, so you were doing that. You know, was, so you were doing was, that for a, a while. Rough, it was a rough transition. That was a rough year for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So this is cool. This is good. This is good stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. So now a day comes where you're like, does an opportunity come again for you in LA, or do you make something happen, yeah, or what well, do you do? Um, yeah, I think that I got to a point where I just was like, I, you know, I was I was not happy, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was I had an ulcer and I was just Damn. stressing out. Wow. Um, and so you know, uh, the Hoobastank, the guys from Hoobastank, um, who I worked with for a long time, they were Def Jam artists. Yeah, with well, oh, I don't know that. Oh, Island artists. Yeah. yeah. So so those guys basically were going on the road to you know to tour. The for the reason album, mm-hmm. and they they knew how unhappy I was, so they kind of were like, "Yo, why don't you come on the road with us and tour manage us?" You know, and I was like, "That could be awesome. Let's let's figure it out." So we figured it out, and it made sense. And so you know, I, I resigned from from Def Jam. Wow. Yeah. Just just more so to kind of. but that that was a seamless again, kind of a seamless transition because they they put it out there, right? Yeah, I, I felt like um, it was a great way for me to, I mean, as, as an a person and as a creative person, I always felt like that was a great way to kind of see what my artists do with on the road. So it was kind of like a, a, a different aspect of, of management, of, of management basically. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I jumped at the opportunity. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to do it. Sold everything in my in my place in New York and then, uh, <laughs> and then flew home. <laughs> And then, and, and then you were on the road. And literally, like, within two weeks, I was on the road with those guys. How long were we on the road with those guys for? Like, what's the longest stretch you, you, you did? We were literally on the road for a year, a year and a half straight. Wow. And I was probably home in that year and a half, 20 days. Like, in like a year like, and a half, like, you were home for 20 days. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But, like, a day here. You know, gone for three months, two days here, gone for oh. six months, a day here. It was like tw- it was like twenty days over the course of of the. But it was amazing, like traveling the country and like this was like your first experience too. So yeah. it got to be super exciting, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So that's dope. But but the one thing that came to mind is because I've been out with bands and stuff on the mm-hmm. road, and eating healthy is like forget about it. <laughs> right? That was extremely. That was another. But, but uh, understand too, like at the time. 
you know, yeah, I was a heavy guy. Yeah. But I never felt like Dude, I was. You you lost a ton of weight, man. I did, like, yeah, yeah you're, you're. But yeah. like, I never looked. I never looked at it like, oh God, I'm so overweight. I have to like eat healthy. I I was just enjoying my life. I enjoyed traveling. I enjoyed eating. I enjoyed having a good time and being a happy. That was awesome. Guy. That was great. And so I, I never looked at it. You like, weren't tripping out like I got to lose some weight. You were no, just feeling good about I, life I, and I just, everything. I was, right, I was loving life and I was loving my friends and I was loving you know, being tight. on the road and like being in the music business and traveling and getting to see all these cool cities and, and just enjoy my life with my friends, have a good time, you know, and, and, and you know, be on the road and be on tour. It was awesome. That's great. Touring was probably the best, the best time, the funnest time in my career. What was like one of the, the best parts of being on the road? I think that might be interesting for people. Um, I mean, I literally enjoyed, you know, living out of a bus and every single day being in a different city. It's every single day was a different city, a different adventure, a different, it's like a different, different world. People. You don't know what's coming. Yeah. Like, the spontaneity of it was just amazing. Yeah, we, you know, we, I mean, fortunately we, you know, we had a bus at that point. So, you know, after each show we drive. Yeah. And so we, we'd stay up and I can play video games or whatever yeah. and drive to the next city. By the time we went to bed and woke up. The bus was already at the venue. So we'd wake up, wow. we'd walk in the arena. You'd be in a whole new city. Whole new yeah, city, yeah, yeah. whole yeah. new arena. You know, we'd have a, you know, I'd get up in the morning and figure out how to get, you know, get the guys to wherever, yep. dressing rooms and where everything's at. Um, would you, you know, have time to explore the city though? Because I know you're, you're yeah, working. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Okay, all right. The guys would do radio in the morning. Yeah. Um, so we get up early in the morning and do radio and then come back. And they had most of the day free okay. um, until we did sound check. Right. So that was... You know, and, and like I said, being in, in a new city every day, new people. That's probably the best new, thing. Oh, man. It's, yeah. It's great. Yeah, that's you know? awesome, man. It's, awesome. it's really, it really is cool. We're ready for the next transition. Um, you, so you, you're, you're coming off the road with Christina. So at that right? point, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I got and a call then, from Craig Cowman. Yep. Who Atlantic, ran Atlantic at the time. Atlantic. Right. Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, I want to meet with you. Um, and I think we were trying to connect for couple weeks I think he was traveling and and I was I think I was traveling but he we were trying to figure out how to connect yeah and so it worked out where he was in Miami and he wanted me to come out there so I went to I went to Miami to go meet with him we sat down and he brought me into Atlantic that was it it was a quick conversation and yeah, yeah. you know do you want to do A&R here basically is yeah, what he said yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. and so we did that and uh mm-hmm. you know that was back what year was this man Two, two, uh, yeah, two thousand four. <laughs> two thousand four ish. Okay, so wait, like Lincoln Park was killing it at the time. They were Atlantic, weren't Maybe they? Or there was uh, what? What bands were killing it on Atlantic at the time? Just to give listeners a reference point. I'm trying to remember. <clears throat> um, Missy Elliott, Ryan Cabrera at the time. Is Craig been a mentor then? We we were uh, on mentors earlier, and you're like, yeah, after Tina, you know. But this is kind of a mentor. I mean. I, I think mentorship is a much deeper thing. Like, you know, me and Craig had a great relationship. And, I yeah, mean, it's different. And, yeah, but it was, it was different than a, a mentorship, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, you could, you could but see, I'm, I'm like this. I know, like, that first-tier mentor thing, right, yeah. that you had with Tina, who, yeah. who I had, too, with an A&R from Interscope. Yeah. Dude by the name of Tony Ferguson. Yeah. But, um... But then there's being, there's like almost like a second tier though, where you're around somebody enough to like pick up things. You know, they might not be, you know, um, dropping, you know, just raining, yeah. raining wisdom on you or whatever, yeah, no, but you're around well, them yeah, enough to I sort mean, of pick, well, pick that, shit up, if that makes yeah, sense, you know? If, if that's the case, yeah. I mean, then the, yeah, I, I mean, I've definitely been around a lot of amazing people that I've, I've learned from. You've worked closely with. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, and I guess technically you could call them, you know, mentors. I mean, Tina, I feel like Tina was one of the ones that really kind of like, you're talking put her arm under the wing, 
right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You know, but I mean, but you agree, just being around the greats, you're, you're picking well, things I mean, up. Leo Cohen, you know. Were you around Leo? Of course. Oh, so then you're picking things up. Yeah, Leo is great. I mean, John, was he screaming all the time? No. All the time. That <laughs> was all true. Okay. Yeah, but, but you know, it's the, the crazy thing. The craziest thing about Leo Cohen is that, um, you know, as as scary as he could be, like we were all so loyal to him. Like everyone that worked at the company. Is dude a teddy bear underneath that shit? I wouldn't say a teddy bear. He's, he's a great, he's a great guy. Yeah. But like, he's just, he's like, he's like, he was like our fearless leader. And like, mm. whatever he said to do, like everybody in the company would just do it. Like everybody had his back so much. And he was someone that I loved. You know, he's, he's a great, a great dude. And, I, and he's someone that I, to this day, respect so much. And, I, and I've learned a lot from him just being around that. Yeah. Same with Kevin Lyles. Same with, I mean, there's a, there's a, I mean, John Esposito was there at the time, who now runs um, Warner Nashville. Okay. But John was amazing. What about Jay Z? Did Jay Z ever come in the mix? I know he he worked there for a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, he was yeah. he was in and out. I think you know more so as an artist. Yeah, I mean, he was doing. But he took the executive role too yeah, for a little I, bit, right? But were you already out at that point? No, or? He, I was there. I was in New York yeah, actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, th- there was. There was uh, Rockefeller had yeah. you know, a wing on the, one of the floors, and then Bloodline, which was DMX's label, and so I mean, Murder Inc. Everybody was kind of you know spread out the building. Yeah, yeah. But it was great. And That's Ir- dope. And, yeah, Ir- and Irv's a smart guy. I mean, Irv's amazing. You got to be around Irv as well. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Ir- I mean, what a run, man. What a run. That's what I'm saying. I, I, yeah. I felt fortunate that I was yeah. there during you know wow. some of the best times of, of the of that company. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Um, very inspiring, right? To yeah. be around oh, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh for yeah. sure. That's what I'm saying. Like um, even even being around, you know, like you know, the Leors and, and those guys, Kevin. It's like those. Yeah, guys. I feel like it's it's like I mean, from my days at Interscope, you know, just just being there, you know, Eminem and Dr. Dre and Nine Inch Nails and just what Gwen Stefani, right? Yeah. It's just like being in the in the atmosphere of that. Yeah. Even if it wasn't happening oh, yeah. currently, just is like rocket fuel. Oh, of building. course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. That's it was dope. A, it's dope to be around yeah. that. My nine years at Def Jam was I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't take it back for the world. I, yeah. I've learned so much and that was a part of so much amazing. That's stuff. for the listeners out there, man. Try and find something that inspires you, right? Because yeah. you just work so much harder. Yeah, and it's funny because it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, I mean, I know we're talking about transition transitions. Yeah, um, but you know, it's, it's funny because like looking back on on all the things that I've done in my career and stuff, it's like I, you know, I spent so much time in a label system. I mean, that's that was most of my career um, to the point where I was like, why am I putting all my eggs in one basket? You know what I'm saying? Is this a recent realization, though? Within the last no, five years, like, well, yeah, you know. I, well, I think I think when I left uh, Sony, I just I just kind of felt like, you know, you're putting everything that you have into 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 one. Like for someone like me, I'm as a creative. Person, or you're building equity for somebody else. So is it was it that? Yeah, because yeah, I had yeah. that thought. Yeah. Um, and at any point, they could just go, "Thank you for your <laughs> no peace." Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So it's like you, it's like you work so hard. Yeah. For for what? It's like you, at any point they could just be like. And honestly, we're talking about the music you. business here, which is not the most stable business. Exactly. You know. So at that point, that's when I kind of realized, like, it, I, I want to do everything and everything, anything and, and everything that, I, that I've ever wanted to or, or wanted to explore. I'm like, I'm not gonna put, I'm not gonna hold back, and I'm not gonna, you know. Um, ever again put my all my eggs in one basket I want to you know put an egg here an egg there an egg here for sure and just try everything that I've ever you know was curious about okay so I mean that's that's pretty ethereal and that's a blanket statement so let's like can we dive into that of course alright sweet so 
Um, I just want to make sure we got our timeline right. So you put in all this time at uh, Def Jam, mm-hmm. and then you did. You said you did the time on the road, right, for mm-hmm. a couple of half, two and a half years, and then you're at Atlantic. Yeah. And then okay, take it, take and it then, from there. And then uh, a year and a half, maybe two years into Atlantic, uh, I got an offer to go to Epic. With oh, LA wasn't there at the time. No, no, no. no who was no, it? No, uh, Donnie Einer. Donnie Einer, OG yeah. guy. OG, OG. Yeah, OG. Serious, serious <laughs> OG. Yeah. He was pretty scary. Wow. I met with Donnie and, and, and uh, he was pretty scary. He was pretty scary. He's, <laughs> he's a very intimidating. So, um, we, I want to really like, let's hone in though on that transition between Atlantic and Epic, right? Because I feel yeah. like we glossed over that. So, did you just feel like, all right, Craig is dope, but you know, it's it's time for me to go? Or were you looking? Um, or, or how did that no, transition I, no, take place? I wasn't looking. Okay. Uh, my attorney called me and, and said, hey, there's a there's um there's an opportunity at Epic and and they were inquiring about you and you know, is it something you'd be interested in? If it is, this is kind of what it looks like. He told you the structure, what it would be? Yeah. And, okay. And, and I was like, you know, I, I thought about it for for a day and uh, I was like, yeah. Because at the time it but, was, it was. But you're happy at Atlantic, though, right? Was it just? I, was it? Was it more no, money? Was it? it that you like the roster better? What was it? It was more money, mm-hmm. first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, and second of all, I felt like Sony is one of those companies that, you know, people that I know that work at Sony mm-hmm. have been there for like 50 years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those companies where yeah, people don't leave. People don't leave. Yeah, like it's, yeah. If you're in there, you're. Do you think that's true to this day or not? Because um, it is. Shaky. I mean, everywhere. It's definitely you know, shaky, but yeah. there's, there's a lot of people that are in that system have been there for 10, 20 years. Yeah, and wow. Longer. Wow. A lot of them are, are, you know. And so, me, I'm like, wow. this could be the the real beginning hmm. of, like, the longevity of my career. I just felt like it was a, it was a great beginning to... Yeah. Uh, a longer because I feel when you're in your 30s, that's normal, right? You're starting to think, like, I want to find um, some yeah, stability, I, yeah, right? I, want, yeah. I have to... You know, I, I've had a lot of fun partying yeah. and, and, right, and, right, right. and traveling and doing all this great stuff. But like, I can't that, be playing now, video games now, on a tour now, bus now, when yeah, I'm 53 years old. Like, <laughs> get my corporate, exactly. my corporate hat on. Um, and so, you know, that was that was my thinking. And, okay. And and, right. and uh, you know, I spoke to Craig about it, and you got Craig's blessing. No, <laughs> no, no. no. They, they, they didn't want. They didn't Craig, want by the way, yeah, he was running Atlantic at the time again. So just to yeah, get, just I to mean, keep listeners in the loop here, I, I, he, I, everybody reached out to me. Um, Wait, everybody reached out to you to make you an offer? No, to to like tell me not to do it. Everybody was like, wow. don't do they were it. Like, stay at Atlantic. Yeah, I'm not wow. gonna say. I won't say any names, but all the executives at Atlantic were like, don't do it. Wow, like don't don't do it. Just it, what did, did, did they say? Why? Like, can you say why? Why? I mean, I think that people that knew the Atlantic system, yeah, um, and the Def Jam system uh, very well, uh, knew that you know it was a different lifestyle than being in a a very political. It was, there was more politics going on at yeah, Sony, yeah. right? Okay, and, and there's other people that you know that we know that made the same transition as well that, yeah. that were miserable too so, oh wow okay so the, you know I, I got a lot of a lot of calls and just saying like hey really think about this because huh. you know w- we can make we can do whatever you want to do here wow you know and you you know you won't you won't be happy knowing that you came from this culture you you probably will not be happy over there and so wow. you know me being the stubborn and being a 
idiot. <laughs> you did anyways. I did. Oh I wow. Did anyways, um, you know, and it was. How does this play out, man? Yeah, I got it. I moved. I moved to New York. They, they, I thought you just left New York. You weren't really happy with that. Sony. Well, the, the, they, the Sony moved me back to New York. Wow. Yeah, relocated me back to New York, and uh, I was excited. so. Not only did you go against kind of what other people in the industry were telling you at the time, yeah. but you also went back to a city that you were like not crazy about. Well, no, I, I no, I love New York. Okay. I just the weather for me was a, a but rough. But that still counts as rough. you're not. Yeah, yeah, that, that still but, counts as you're not totally happy yeah, there, right? I, mean, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't unhappy, but I'm just saying I, the transition my first year was rough, extremely rough. Oh, so it was, le- it was less rough this time. Yeah, I felt, I felt like okay. going back to it this time, I, I know what to expect. Got it. Okay. And I right. think I can maneuver right. a little bit okay. a little bit easier Makes sense. this time around. Yeah. So I did that. Okay. And I and it was much easier. I knew what to expect. I knew the city. I knew, you know, everything was, was much easier. Okay. And I was, you know, I had a great um, year in New York. Nice. And you're at Epic. All right. So, so... Um, what project? What was your first project at, uh, at Epic? We did didn't, they, I didn't they, have any projects at Epic. You didn't? No, I mean, I, I worked with well, Keith Natalie and and, uh, and really... What was you know, your title? What was your title at uh, at Epic, though? Uh, senior Director. Of? A&R. Of A&R. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't have any projects at A&R at the time. No, but, I mean, it was one of those things where, you know, you, you know, we contribute on everything. So I'm, I was helping Keith Natalie with Jennifer Lopez and... Okay. It's, it's, it was very. You're just a team player, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go where I'm yeah, needed. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. That's yeah. dope. All right, so then that's only a year you said that you made it there. Yeah, and then, so, I, and then I moved back to LA. Okay, so t- talk to us about that transition. Um, yeah, I came back to LA, and after a year in New York, and it was it was. So you were yeah, still so at, at but you were Epic LA now. You're yeah, saying yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're yeah, yeah. Epic. Epic LA, and it was, you know, it was a different, a different. Uh, okay. And you were just doing back, your thing. Back to, remote, back to being in a remote office. Right, but enjoying the job, right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was right around the time that that labels started doing three sixty deals. Okay. So a lot of times, you know, in that transition, a lot of artists were attorneys were very like, we're not our artists isn't signing this fucking deal, mm. you know. So it was it was a it was a mm. interesting time to sign artists because mm. a lot of artists were going for those deals. That's really interesting for those listening that don't know the music business. There used to be a time when labels wouldn't take touring and merch and stuff like that, and it was just off recorded music. But because recorded music went in the tank. They started pulling from these other ancillary areas, right? And exactly. and that was not the industry norm. So yeah, so a lot of attorneys were basically kind of saying like, weird point you know, in time. My artists yeah. will sign this deal over my dead body. And yeah, that's crazy. So, anyways, all right, you're back in LA, and uh, now you're you're right at Epic. How much longer does that last? Another year or so. I mean, I was there a couple of years. Okay, a couple of years, and then and, and, and then, my in my last year in LA, just I just kind of felt like. I was in a system that I was a little bit handcuffed. Like, I couldn't really maneuver the way that I... Towards the end of your epic run, that's how you yeah, felt, right? Yeah, okay, so okay. at that point, I just was like, you know, I wanted to, to um, you know, be more involved on the artist side. And, and yeah. So, I got into management at that point. I cool. Left, I left the label and went into, uh, you know, music management. A lot of people, you know, for good reason in the music business at labels are are caught up, caught up in fear, right? Because everybody wants to keep their jobs and stuff like that. And yeah. it, it makes it hard to operate and get shit done, I feel like. But as a manager, I feel like you're kind of in a, a little a little ski boat or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to maneuver, um, you know, when you're when you're a manager or you're just, or a smaller entity. Yeah. Um, you know, because you could, ch- you could adapt to changes yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. 
versus yeah. like turning like a big tugboat or something like that. Or it's hard. Yeah. Titanic. Or the Titanic. Better, better <laughs> yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we, we tried, we tried rearranging the chairs many times on the Titanic. <laughs> right? Um, all right. So, so you're in management and you're doing this, uh, you're doing solo management or did you join with a management company? No, I, I was doing solo management. Um, and I think at that point, um, I got approached to run a company called Beats and Produce. But, I'm not um, familiar. What um, it's, it's a production company that, okay. that Prince Board from Black Eyed Peas yeah, yeah. Um, okay. uh, created to develop artists and 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 manage producers. And Wanting to sign artists, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you were really out there then, probably looking for artists. Yeah, I mean, I was. Time, you know, right? I, I'm one of those guys. Is, I I just try to be everywhere. Yeah. Um. You know, it's a very small business, obviously, and and and. Uh, I just try to be, you know, everywhere I can because I always want to know what's going on. I want to know who's doing what, producer-wise, songwriter-wise, um, and so you know, all, all night long I'm hopping in and out of sessions. I'm, you know, I'm just in the streets. Was there a point where things got uh, difficult along your management path? Um. Well, I think the, so. To go back a little bit, yeah, yeah. When I left the label system and jumped into management, mm-hmm. I it wasn't me jumping out of a label and only into management because I, I, like I said before, I, I as a creative person, I love to to be involved in a lot of different things, and so leaving the label system was my was my out to kind of go. I can do everything now, you right? Know? So, right. So I literally, you know, I management was one of the things that I did. Uh, I was running this production company. That's you know, right. I okay. was, I was, I was jumping into all these different things, and I was, I was being offered so many different opportunities and consulting gigs and artists, and it was so many things that was hap- that, were, that was happening. And I said yes to everything. I wanted, I, I wanted to do everything that makes wow. sense. Yeah. If, if it was interesting for me, I was like, yeah, why not? So how many were you wearing? Like like four or five hats, literally, like like nine, I, like yeah. nine hats. Nine hats, dude. <laughs> That's about, That's about. But, but I loved it, and I was so, you know, just hungry for more. Wow, you know, because it was, I, I was, I was given a chance to really be involved in stuff that I couldn't really be involved in being at a label, right? You know, yeah. So, that's, that's great, man. Yeah. You almost sound like a, it's like a married man who gets divorced. Now they're free. They can just date yeah, whoever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on like a hundred dates. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing is like it was so interesting because I'm like if I meet a songwriter that I think is really dope. Yeah, you producer. can act on yeah, it. I, yeah, I can jump yeah, on yeah. it as opposed yeah. to being like, oh, I can't. You got to run this through the flagship yeah. or the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I remember, oh man, I remember like the last days of Interscope, you needed like six signatures just to sneeze, man. It was, it was crazy. Well, that was, that yeah. was my, my, my um, you know, stuff when I was at, when I was at Epic. It was like, it was hard to, to maneuver in that system because it was so political. So you had to get, you know, a hundred signatures before anything, to do anything kind of yeah. got done, yeah. you know, um, which was, which was definitely new for me coming from you know a different culture like Def Jam was a different culture talk to us about sort of what's next I know I know you're doing we're almost current with this right so now I know yeah, you yeah. you built an app right which you're selling now you said yeah yeah we, we I started an app called Musicolio which basically because I just I felt like there was a a void and you know musicians and talent being able to connect and find each oh, other see that's important for us to touch on this podcast right so you you saw a void I saw a void where I, I felt like you know as as a you know, as someone that travels all over the world and, and I meet so many different amazing musicians, yeah. guitarists, pianists, singers, you know, uh, rappers, um, everything, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of them come to me and they're like, you know, uh, can you give us a job? Can you, can you present any opportunities? And I'm like, 
I'm sure I can not write the second, but I could always use someone as dope as you somewhere. Mm -hmm. But there's so many people that are like me that could use those same services. So I'm like, why, you know, why is it so hard for people to, people to connect and find other? Why, why is it so hard for a manager to find a you know a singer or a, or a band to find a new drummer or a you know or a photographer to find a model to shoot or mm -hmm. all these different things? Um, at the time, there was a site called Model Mayhem. I've heard of that. Yeah, that was yeah. you know I think it just sold. Um, but it was basically, you know, photographers and models and stylists yeah. to connect. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it was photographers looking for models, models looking for photographers, you know, models looking for stylists and, and, and all the different variations. And it works well. It worked amazing. Yeah. It was, yeah. It blew, the, the site blew up and they, and they sold for a lot of money. Um, and so I, I felt like, why, why can we do that with music? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, Model Mayhem was three different Three different things. It was stylists, photographers, and did nothing uh, like that really exist for music, man? No, it didn't. It didn't? Okay. And I felt like with music, it, there's there's uh, unheard it's of. exponentially bigger. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. singers, songwriters, managers, producers. Yeah, um, you know, every kind of musician you can think of. Yeah, um, photographers, videographers, video directors. Oh yeah, there's like so much, managers, man. Yeah, songwriters, types, everything. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if there was a site that was similar, people could connect with each other you yeah. know, via you know geolocation. Because okay, they, so think of all the times that you're in the studio and you're like, I need a demo singer, or I need someone to play this bass on the keyboard, song, or a keyboard I, 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 player, I, I, whatever. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, that, so that, that was the inspiration to create. This how song. long ago did you, did you did you launch this? This was six years ago. No, it hasn't been that long. Yeah, really? It has. Damn. Been, yeah, five wow. or six years now. Yeah. Remember you just talking about this? Yeah. Um, all right. So so ultimately, you know, it, it got rolling, and and now you're you're selling it. You said. Yeah. Yeah. We have a buyer for the site. Okay. Um, congrats. And, yeah. And, yeah. That's great. Which is great. That's great. Once yeah. I left the label system, I just mm -hmm. felt like I wanted to, to juggle all these different things. I mean, I've been... You're diversifying I, yeah. your hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's so many things that I enjoy doing. You're like the mutual a, fund of hustling, Billy. straight up, I just, I love just doing a lot of different things. Like, I love yeah. even, even like photography. I've been shooting a, a buddy of mine who just got a, a modeling contract with Wilhelmina. Nice, man. Wait, like you you shoot, you like, actually yeah, shoot. Yeah, oh, yeah, crazy, yeah. man! Wow. I've been doing that. Like just a lot of different things that that interest me. Now I'm like, I'm wow. not gonna, I'm not gonna hold back on. That's like, dope, man. It just sucks because a lot of times, as a, you know, once once you are labeled something, people feel boxed like, in, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Can you imagine being like, you know, being George? Can you imagine like some of those Seinfeld characters? How they felt? Like, you know, that's I almost just, the blessing and the curse. If, if you if you become good at something. People want to bring you in for what you're, you gotta what break, you're good at, right? True, but you got to break through that. I mean, look at people like, that's why I love people like Queen Latifah. It's good for people to know, like, just because you're in one lane, you know, even if you're killing it, you can diversify. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Reinvention is, is key. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And it keeps it, it keeps it fresh too, doesn't it? Like, it's good, man. So, so I mean, think, about, uh, think about even like Jared Leto, like you know, if, if he's got thirty seconds to Mars, yeah, but and he's got acting, that, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you know, who would have thought that he would have been a successful musician? Being By a, the way, like, I, there's there's documentary, there's a really really dope documentary about him getting caught up with his Virgin. record deal. Yeah, Virgin. It's it's amazing. I can't yeah, it's, can't remember the name of it right now, yeah, but have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, I have. So good. It's it's, but, it's but, so but it's the so dudes good. but the dudes at Capitol, I think it was the main radio guy at Capitol, um, who was supposed to work the project, was like, this shit will never work. It's an actor trying to do music. It'll never work. That's what I'm saying. 
I'm saying that's what I'm saying. So uh, my man, my man DJ Khaled, man, he's, he's all over that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, have to, they want to stop you. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, you yeah, have to, you have to like prove everybody wrong. That's right. If you're my, my bottom line, man, is if you're if you're called to go somewhere, man, and you're inspired, I just say follow that. I, that that's all you. That's, that's all you do. That's, yeah. that's, <laughs> you just summed up those your life. Yeah, your last eight years. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's dope. I'm in a great place right now where I'm just like, if, you're just, if, if I'm inspired, yeah. I'll fucking That's do it. amazing. That's so Seriously. dope. That's so dope. I love people. Um, I love artists. At the end of the day, I'll, t- I'll say this much. Yeah. At the end of the day, everything that I that I do or that I've done, yeah. it all stems from artist development. If I see something in somebody, I, I want to act on it. And, and yeah. you know, I mean, I, I, I found this model that was this 18-year-old model years and years ago. And, uh, you know, did you help him get signed to a yeah, modeling no, contract yeah, or what? I started managing him. He got signed and he's, he's doing extremely well. Was right this now. the Wilhelmina guy? No, there was another guy. Wow. Guy. Damn. Dude. He did. He did, uh, you know, some huge campaigns. Wow. And, you know, as, as I see his huge billboards up in the store, that's dope. I'm like, that's dope. I, I found that kid. It's dope. And that's the kind of having, stuff. having a part that in feeling, a success. Yeah. Feeling, yeah. Is, yeah. Is it's great, yeah. man. It's great. What's been your biggest blessing in disguise throughout like all this all the journey that you just laid out there, what's been the biggest blessing in disguise? Wow, that's a that's a deep one. I don't know. I don't know. Just think of it, something that felt really shitty right uh, on the front end, and then like you know, months or years later, you're like, man, I'm glad it turned out like this. I got a job offer when I was uh, after I left um, Epic. Okay, and. Uh, I'm glad I didn't take that one. I, mean, I won't say the label, but <laughs> no, you don't have to say it. But yeah, but, but but the yeah. idea is there. Because, yeah. yeah, like a year after that, like the company got so it was this whole thing. It like fell apart, and the label. What, what, and were you and were you kind of you know fucked up for a little bit? Like man, I really want to take this. I don't know. Were you were you stressing no, it? No, no, no. I no? I, lit, I was so burnt out when I left Epic. I was so burnt out. I was like, I, I don't want to. But then I, this I need, offer came to, to you. Yeah, and I, and I thought about it because I was like, ah, oh, just maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, and I'm glad that I didn't. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't. We have guests sort of like riff on ego and how it can sort of, it can trip people up, right? Mm-hmm. What's your overall take on, on ego? Yeah. Yeah. You kind of need ego, right? To put, to push through. Everybody kind of needs it because you got to feel good about what you do. Yeah. But there's also like an edge to ego where you can maybe not listen to folks and yeah, stuff a, like it's, that. It's, so it's, it's like a double, double edged sword. Yeah. Um, hit, I mean, have you seen it help people, more people, or hurt more people in general in well, your look at, experience? Well, look at Kanye. You know? I mean, you know, Kanye is, is huge very, ego, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, but it's he's you know, but it's working for him, yeah, yeah. And he's and it's funny because he's such a great dude too. Yeah, I was on the road with Kanye for a long time with uh, we we're on a Usher tour, but like. It's great, great. Not really like how he's portrayed, you know, in the media no, per se, right? No, I, I, yeah. I really, and I tell everyone this, everyone's like, oh yeah. man, Kanye, this, and I'm, I'm like, no, I'm like, that's my guy. Yeah. I just, I really believe that he's extremely passionate about, you know, whatever he believes in. And, you know, when you're passionate about something that much, of course, if someone's like, yeah, you know, your mama, whatever, you're going to be like, that's my your mama, motherfucker. Right, of course. You're going yeah. to go in on him because you're passionate. He's so passionate about his shit. So that's an example that I think it works for him. But there's examples like, you know, I mean, Steve Jobs was like notorious. He got fired from his own company, right? Over his ego, essentially. So, but that was a genius. I know. You know, so like, it's like, (laughs) it has to be warranted. If you're a piece of shit and you have an ego, then then, then you have to check yourself. Haven't you met a lot of those though? 
Are you saying if you're actually talented at what you do, you, I'm gonna I'm let you slide I, with the ego? Yeah, I might. Oh, Billy, yeah, but seriously. Still, but you could. All right, look, like we just had the last episode, Sean Livingston. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. and and we touched on. He was like Mr. Basketball when he was 18. Straight, you know, can you imagine getting recruited? By the NBA straight out of high school, like how that could, you could have the biggest of course, ego. Of course. He's like, yo, but my calling card has always been that I'm, he's like, I'll stay low to the ground. I'm a humble dude. Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, I almost like, I almost, for me, I almost respect that more. Cause I was like, dude, you could have a huge ego and you're just down, you know, you're down to earth and you're approachable. I mean, being humble is always going to be amazing. People, people. Isn't it more attractive? It's a turnoff to, to a lot to, of people, to right? To some people. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. Mean myself. I'm a, I'm a very humble guy. Yeah, you're down to earth. Super nice yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, I have no ego whatsoever. But you're good and, at what you do when you're down people, to earth. And some people love that about me. Ooh. And other people go, yeah, you're not hard enough to you do. You should be cockier. Yeah, not even cockier. <laughs> you should, you, you're, you're not, you're, you're you're an, not asshole? an asshole. And that's going to be. That's a turnoff to some people. Yeah. They want you to be an asshole. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy. You really believe that they want you to be an asshole? I, I'm telling. I hear literally. I hear both. Some people are like, "You're so humble. You're so great. You've done so much stuff. That's you know. And you're and you're still. I'm the same person. Wait, 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 wait. People watch Shark Tank, right? Okay, everybody knows Shark Tank. Yeah. And like you got your Kevin mm-hmm. on there, who is the asshole. Yeah. But then you've got like your uh, Robert Herjavec, right? Mm-hmm. Seems like a down to earth, like you know. Yeah. But some people like the asshole. Every I'm telling you. I mean. It's it's it's. If we look at Trump, right? Trump is like a modern day example of that total asshole. Yeah, but maybe that's a too extreme of an example. No, that, or is that a that, good example? That's perfect. Yeah, and, and and look at and look at where we're at. People fuck like, Trump he because might, he's that. He <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? We won't know oh until God, we won't know until know. you know until we know. Like, but the fact that it's gone this far, it shows that people really fucking have his back. I think we got it backwards. Like, it takes more courage to sort of open yourself up and be vulnerable. I totally than agree. it does to be just an asshole and say I'm not oh, gonna let you in. Like, that's not courageous. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, people. I can get anything done that I need to get done um, by being nice. I don't have to be a fucking asshole to get things done. But both ways time, work, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But people respond to differently. To, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Damn. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a, I don't have an ego, but sometimes I'm like, I should be more of an asshole. Like, if you try being a nice guy with Dame Dash, that might not work. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. I, I mean, you might have to, like, throw the table over. And, yeah, like, you, you know, might have to get anywhere with him. Yeah, you know? That's true. And then people will be like, you know what? I respect him because he broke all my shit in my office. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him that deal because he my, broke my chair and kicked, you know. Oh, my God. But, but that's... Wait, okay, that's wait. Like, on this note, though, um, look at Khaled, right? Mm-hmm. You follow the snaps and stuff, right? I mean, dude, that that dude actually seems like down to earth to me. Yeah, like he's is. he's all love, yeah. fan love. Like, yeah, yeah. dude is killing it. And so it just shows that you know it can be done. I think at the end of the day, people respond best to just authenticity. I was just it, gonna say that. Yeah, was yeah, say yeah, that. yeah. So if you're authentically an asshole, maybe that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like for me, you know, I I don't think. You know Trump is c- capable of running the country, but there, there's a there's a level of respect that I have for him being a fucking dick because he's just being himself. Yeah, because I really feel like that's just who he is. He's always right. been that guy. Right, right. Even when he was doing this fucking reality show. See, like was, I don't know if Hillary's been... being authentic though. That's the thing because she tries to be a lot of different things. No, and you that, know, so. that's a, that's the thing. Like I, you know, when you're so, when you, 
and that's why I was it was so hard for me in the Sony system. Pol- I, I'm not good at politics. Same. I'm not good at politics. But so, if you want to succeed at a label, you kind of need to be no, good at politics, so right? I'll give you this analogy. So yeah. when I was at Def Jam, if 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 those motherfuckers were if Lior and those guys were mad at you, they you knew it. They'd be like, fuck you, motherfucker. Get the fuck out of my office. Wow. Go fuck. Like, you, you knew that they were mad at you. Okay. When I'm at the other label, it's like, those motherfuckers would be they like, be pissed at we you. love you. Go, yeah, that's, and then you walk out of the office like, fuck that guy. Oh. It, was, it was very, it was a toy. So for me, I would rather have the like, in your face, fuck yeah. you in your face, as opposed to like, to fuck you in the back. You know what I'm saying? Because you want authenticity. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right, so yeah. I, I respect the fact that like, Julie Greenwald and those guys would just be like, fuck you, motherfucker. Right. You're a piece of shit. Get the fuck out of my office. I love that. Oh like, my God. Keep it real. When do you know when to keep pushing for something or when it's time to pivot to something else? From what I've dealt with over the years, everything's always up and down. I always have up, up swings and down swings. And but there's, I mean, there's, at the end of the day, there's gonna be things like, you know, that just aren't gonna work too, is what I'm saying. And, and I guess you have to decide yeah. when to pull the plug exactly. on something, yeah. you know? Yeah. But that's just. That's just something you have to f- feel out on your own. It, you can't, you can't give anybody no. some wisdom here because that's just case by case. Yeah, right? I mean, every, it's, it's always, it's always different. It's, it's, you know, you know best how much time you put into it and when you I almost like it's think it's like, listening for me, it's like this. It's like the difference between like going with your head and going with your like with your intuition or your gut, you know. I think that uh I think that our heads can get caught up in it like, man, I put all this time in. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then you're staying for the wrong reasons. Yeah, you but know, that like happens, you kind of I mean, know that, when it's time happens, to leave. That happens all you know, that's look at marriage. I was going to say it's the same thing. Family, family. We put in 10 years this thing. We can't just walk on yeah, it, but but that's that's like your that's you have to feel it out and really figure out and weigh the pros and cons. Every situation is so different. What's a quote that really speaks to you the most? <sighs> I, I'll read it. I'll read it to you, actually. Oh, perfect. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, when I was at Def Jam as an assistant, mm-hmm. um, there was a girl that worked there um, named Latanya Martin, and I remember as an assistant she resigned, mm-hmm. and she sent this company email company out, right? Email yeah, yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> and it's one of the most powerful things I've ever read. To well, her email or the quote? The quote that she oh, okay used. that she used, yeah. And I I literally printed it out, and I've always had a copy of it. In my bedroom. And God w- like, damn! Wait, wh- how many years ago was this? Just twenty years ago. Wow. Probably. But it's so, it's something to me that is so it still resonates with me, and it's to me it's just still so powerful. Believe in yourself and your vision of the future. Surround yourself with those who believe in you and will help you achieve your goals. Keep your dreams alive despite the challenges along the way. In safety, there is no failure, but neither is there success. Ooh. That's fucking deep. Yeah, that is super Wait, deep. Uh, I'm not, I'm there's not. more. <laughs> In safety, there's no failure. Wait. In safety, if you play this shit safe, there's no failure, but there's, there's also, also not no success. success. You play it safe. Wow. You got to take risks, basically. Wow. Only by taking risks that others fear can you achieve greatness. Wow. Change can be frightening, but only by changing what... But only by changing can you experience growth. 
Only by challenging yourself to do what seems impossible can you ever know how much you can achieve. There's only one key to success. Never quit until you win. Damn. Wow. That shit kicked me in the ball so hard. And I literally, <laughs> in every office that I've ever had, from that point on, I've always had a, a copy of it next to my You desk. look at this daily, you're saying? Well, I mean, I... I have it in my in my notes. in your phone, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, so yeah. I yeah. You like reference this. it often, yeah. yeah. It's my fucking, shit. it's your quote of all yeah. quotes, man. Wow, this is coming from she, a guy that's you got changed my life. His Tanya Martin, you changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Here's another quote for you: The only constant in life is change. Mm-hmm. So you kind of need to. I'm gonna Instagram that today. Was that? I'm, Did you Instagram? I'm going, I'm <laughs> oh, you gonna take to, my shit? I'm going to. You just got jacked. Yes, sir. <laughs> We're even, man. I'm, I'm all over your fucking Instagram <laughs> quotes, bro. All right. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, man. What's up? What's 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 your socials real quick so people can get in on this uh, goodness? Uh, Big Billy Clark. For Insta? Every, for everything. Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. What are you more active on? Uh, Instagram, for Insta. sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. And we'll I link s- that up. And we'll also probably, we're going to copy and paste that quote, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out Latanya. La- La- Latanya Martin. Shout out Latanya. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Thank you and uh, signing off, guys. Later.